0: My Colorado sway, cause when I'm in it play I don't really, I don't really know just how to act And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad Hollin' to the Buffs with my
1: Colorado swag My Colorado swag Welcome in to the DMVR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm. Um, today's podcast is going to be a little bit shorter uh, because there's no football practice today. Uh, they just practice three days a week. And so uh, I don't have like any new information, but I did think up a couple of things I wanted to talk about. And I thought that right now would be a good time to talk about which freshmen, like class of 2021 freshmen, there's there's basically going to be like three years of freshmen with like the red shirts, the, the true freshmen who played last year, but are still true freshmen now and the actual like true freshmen. But I mean, like... Freshmen, freshmen. Incoming, weren't on campus before. Um, I think that there are a couple who have decent chances of getting on the field this season. Um, so that's where we're going to start. There were a couple of other things I kind of wanted to do, um, and I'm hoping... This will kind of lead into the other, but I want to talk about these defensive backs just a little bit um, and some of their cover numbers. I went through a bunch of those stats again last night um, because I was writing about Christian Gonzalez and Colorado's defensive backs are really good. So we're going to get into that as well. Um, Again, going to be a little bit shorter show, um, but talking about which freshman could be on the field this year, talking about um, just how good the secondary is, and then... I will be gone and we'll talk tomorrow after I have like some more information tomorrow by the way hearing from uh Darren Cheverini hearing from Chris Wilson so those are the two coordinators and then I I really thought that I could pull up this email that has the list oh there it is uh Brady Russell oh that's gonna be fun oh always 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 like hearing from Brady Russell oh wow I I already had like six questions come to mind um Okay, real quick, we're going to talk more about the Colorado XOs, Um, their rugby team, uh, not just a rugby team, a rugby team that is three and one. They've only lost one game in their existence now. Um, They're taking athletes from a bunch of different sports. They are teaching them how to play rugby. And because there isn't like a huge rugby playing population in the United States, they're trying to get those guys onto the U.S. national team. It's a cool project. Uh, they're really trying to help grow the sport of rugby in the United States. If you want to follow along, and it really is cool stuff, you can do that at DNVR Rugby on Twitter or the DNVR Rugby podcast on um, wherever you listen to the podcast. Uh, and then uh, the the written content will be at thednvr.com. All right. Um, So, let's just start at the top of the recruiting class, because I think that that's probably uh, the smart way to go through. The guys with the most stars, probably the most likely to play. Well, we'll actually see about that. Um, Number one, though, in terms of Colorado's recruits this year, a .885 prospect, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite Ranking. That is what we'll be using for all of the rankings, and we'll be taking their, like, well, I guess not their heights and weights, because we have updated ones. We'll be taking some other stuff, depending on uh, if they have anything interesting to say. Um, he's the number one recruit, though. I think that there's a path to, for him to see the field. Um, when I first decided that this is what we were going to do today, he was the first name that came to mind, and I thought, no. I don't think so. You know, he's he's a freshman, freshman tight ends. It just takes too much time. Like you the part of the reason you don't see good well-rounded tight ends in college is because it just takes more than four years to become a good tight end. To, to build the strength, the speed, the ability to catch, the ability to block. You have to know your. You, know, you have to understand the running game. Why you have what assignment in the running game. You also need to understand all of the passing concepts. There's just a lot of information, and it makes it really hard for young players because again, there's just a lot that you have to do. Um, but here's what I'll say, Eric Olsen... Is listed right now 6'5", six five two forty. To me, that is just fine. I wonder. Let's uh let's let's look up our friend uh, George Kittle. Spent a lot of time talking about George Kittle when uh, uh, TC McCartney was the tight ends coach. So so George Kittle six four two fifty. Eric Olson six five two forty. So you're <laughs> obviously like. What those 250 pounds are for George Kittle, probably a little bit different than uh what they are for Eric Olsen at this point. Wow, does Wikipedia not have Travis Kelsey's? Oh, Travis Kelsey 6'5, 260. So again, like you don't need to be NFL sized to, to play tight end, first of all. And the fact that he is like arguably like if you're 6'5, 240, you you should probably be able to run fast. If if he's fast, then yeah, tight end size. Um so he has that part going for him. Size doesn't always equate to strength. Um, that's one of those things where, you know, what actually can he do as a blocker at this point? Um, because there's a chance that his technique is horrible and he's not strong enough to to block those guys. And if though that's the combination he's working with, well. Maybe you could use him as, like, a flex tight end, like get some mismatches outside and use him basically as a receiver. And, and again, that that is his reputation. He is a good receiver. He's fast. He's long. He can go up and get balls. He's a good athlete uh, from Heritage High School in Littleton. Um, and, and, you know, I think that because of that, because he is such a natural athlete, we could see him um, on the field this year. And uh, it helps that the buffs are fairly uh, shallow at tight end, as has been noted on occasion on this podcast. Um, Brady Russell, a great start. Um, You compare him to the other number one tight ends in the Pac-12, you you think of like Brant Keithy at Utah... um, wow, I don't even know at this point. It seems like most of those guys moved on. I guess tight ends are one of the positions that it is kind of tough to know everybody. There really weren't many big tight ends. Huh, So, so, but that's the point, I guess, is that Brady Russell really is near the top of the Pac-12 in terms of starting tight ends. Assuming, you know, what we saw from him in the one game he played last season wasn't a fluke. That's... <laughs> To be fair, a a fairly large assumption, but because it's what I expected to see, I'm choosing to believe that that's who he is. And I guess since we're on the Brady Russell point anyway, wow, we're literally going to be talking about Brady Russell tomorrow. I should save some of these um, thoughts that I'm having, but real quick, I will say that I do think that he is a better downfield receiver than he gets credit for just because I think that when you ask him to, to make like a little double move underneath he isn't somebody who has like super quick feet for that. Like he's somebody who you just want to get his body going in a direction and not start him and stop him and start him and stop him. So saying like, yeah, you just run the seam and kind of bend it in a little bit in front of the safety. If you want to like that, that sort of stuff, I think makes it easier for him to get into positions where he can catch the ball. Cause I mean, Brady Russell for the most part is going to need to be open to catch the ball. Um, You're not saying like, okay, he's got, he's got the defender on his hip. Let's see if we can drop one into him up the sideline. Like that's just not his game at this point. If you're throwing the ball to him downfield, you're not doing it unless he's pretty open. Um, and because of that, I I like the idea of just letting him run to space and keep that momentum going instead of you overusing him too much on the short stuff where he has to stop and go and, stuff. you know, um, just a thought I had yesterday and, uh, it it really wasn't a great one looking back. Um, where were we? So Eric Olson, yeah, absolutely. I think that he could be a factor for the team this season. Um, the point being because behind Brady Russell, you know, Matt Lynch, who came in and did some good things. You know, Jared Paplowski's coming off the injury. It'd be fun to see him. Um, there, there's some other guys. Uh, Caleb Foria. Uh, I think, have we been, maybe we haven't heard anything about him yet. I'm trying to think back. We might've heard on the first day that he looked good. Oh, doesn't matter. Point is there's going to be a competition for definitely that third tight end spot. And probably that second tight end spot that that Matt Lynch held down when he was healthy last year. Um, Eric Olson, I think probably shakes out as like your, your number four tight end, most likely. Um, But if he's your number four tight end, that means that probably one to two games, he's part of the rotation. Um, because of injuries and, uh, yeah, it's not, not a bad starting point. Uh, of course, there's the potential for him to exceed that expectation as well. Um, a couple more. Uh, so the next highest rated recruit, according to the composite ranking, Tyus Martin, um, from Jacksonville, Arkansas, which I would venture to guess is the worst Jacksonville. Um, so He's in a tough spot. You know, at 6'4, 318, that's a good starting point. I wonder if the what the buffs list him at. Um buffs list him at 6'4-320. So two more pounds. Um, he is not in camp yet, and so that holds him back. The fact that there are so many good defensive linemen also holds him back. Um, I I, I don't think you see much of uh Tyus Martin again. All of these are just my best guesses, but just because there are so many guys in front of him, um, again, it's a position where you want to get strength on guys. And again, he, he brings good size with him and that's going to, to be half the battle. But does he have all those tools? Does he understand what he needs to do? And can he surpass some, some good players who've been in the rotation for a power five football team before? Um, on top of that, something we haven't talked a lot about, um, but Blaine Toll, uh, he's a freshman transfer from Arkansas. Uh, he's a defensive end, um, only 6'5", 235, so I guess he's probably an outside linebacker in this system. But, you know, there there's one more little bit of competition with a little more experience. I guess Antonio Alfano leaving does open things up, but it's not like he was the one who was blocking him anyway. Um, so yeah, Tyus Martin, again, talented guy. That's why he's a 0.8654 recruit. Um, but it's, it's a tough path. Um, from there, number three is Chase Penry. Another one who is not on campus yet. Uh, 6'2", 190 is a receiver. I, I think we see him. I think we see him. I don't think, I think we see him less than we saw Brendan Rice last year. And I think we should have seen Brendan Rice more, to be honest. Um, but I do think that chase is going to get a couple of opportunities and I think that they're going to start right away. I think that because of the, uh, the, the way the season starts with Northern Colorado, again, knock on wood. And I don't want to like jinx anything, but that's a, that's a game that Colorado should absolutely win. Um, and they honestly should be able to to see what some guys look like in the second half if they want to. Um on top of that, uh I've I've heard that there's a little bit of like a, a, a Valor Cherry Creek rivalry that is extended into uh that game potentially. Um because there are so many Cherry Creek players at Colorado, uh, and a bunch of Valor players headlined by McCaffrey, uh, at, uh, Northern Colorado. There's a fun little storyline, Chase Penry, maybe he's one of those guys who starts to get some opportunities in the second half of the game, you know, and Cherry Creek guy. I, I don't know. I, I think that that's how it plays out. I don't think that he's a big part of rotation. Um, I, I, I really like the tools that he has, the speed and the length and the footwork and all of that. Um, but Brendan Rice is one of the best receiver recruits that Colorado's ever gotten. And he was uh, he was toward the back end of the rotation for the most part, but he did pick up, I guess, late in the year. Um, so yeah, I, I think we, he's, he's the back end. He's seven or eight or somewhere around there. And in and, and blowouts, you get to see him. And in close games, maybe he gets a snap here or there, but that's about it. Um, here's here's a, a fun one, I think. Drew Carter, dual-threat quarterback uh, out of uh, Oregon uh Colorado's number 4 recruit, he is on campus as uh we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks. Um listed 6'3" 195, not a big guy. You'll remember though, uh let's see, Jaden Daniels, the quarterback at Arizona State, he did a whole bunch of really great things as a true freshman when he was like maybe like 6'3" 185 or something like that. Um so, definitely an uphill battle for Drew. Um We've heard good things about him so far in camp. Um, his name has come up uh, a couple of times when talking about the quarterbacks, and he is roti- rotating in with the other guys. Um, I'm excited to see him on Friday at the scrimmage because I really don't know what to expect. Like again, Taking a high school quarterback and saying what he's going to look like in college is tough to do. Um, but you know what I will say is that this is a competition. And we've seen true freshmen win quarterback competitions before. And it certainly helps that he's on campus early for spring camp. Um, he's not the favorite by any means. And when I talk about the quarterback competition, he is going to be a bit of an afterthought. But, you know, there I guess it hasn't happened all that much at Colorado, but at other schools, you you see it. You see True Freshman win these competitions. And Sam Neuer, second-team All-Pac-12, He's he still has some weaknesses, or at least he did the last time we saw him. It's not like he's had a whole lot of experience, and so a lot of those could probably disappear. But, you know, it's, it's not like you're trying to beat out um, Tua Tagovailoa you know, it's so there's a chance there. There's a chance there. Um an outside chance, but what a fun storyline that would be. Um I don't know. We'll see. Uh Trevor Woods, safety from Katy, Texas. Uh you could you could see the path. Um I don't think that he is on campus yet. Let me double check that. No, he's not. Um list is 200 by the buffs. So good to see he's still growing and gaining weight. Um, I uh, I don't think that that we'll see all that much of him. But the secondary just seems weird. It always seems weird. Like you know, Christian Gonzalez, a true freshman, started every game, and now we know that that is something. That this coaching staff, this, the secondary staff and, and Carl Durrell, they are willing to do. So, with one open spot, uh, the spot that Darian Rakestraw filled, you know, I don't see Trevor, I see Trevor Woods as more of a strong safety than a free safety. And I'm not actually sure if that's like the consensus. I don't love his fit filling in for, uh, um, Darian Rakestraw, I I, I kind of like him more as like almost slot defender, maybe even a, a cover linebacker if he can put on just a little more weight. Um, he's he is fast though. I don't know. Th- there's a path. The secondary is just very complicated, and I guess maybe now we jump ahead to Tyron Taylor too. Um, Tyron Taylor, he's a little further down the list, but he's my real dark horse. Um, point eight, three, what he's there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14th ranked recruit. But I, I, I haven't been able to stop thinking about what the coaches said about him uh, on signing day. Um, you know, him being an incredible athlete, um, He has a black belt in Taekwondo. They say he's a cover guy. He's fluid. He understands leverage. He doesn't panic when the ball's in the air. They're all things that you don't really say very often about young players. And the fact that he has all of those things, maybe not like down, but he has a start on them at the very least, that's that's a good sign. And I think that... If you're looking for somebody from, uh, the back half of this recruiting class, that's where I'm going. Um, real quick, let's see any more names, jump out. Kalen Moore, he can fly because he can fly. There's a chance you see him. I doubt it though. I think that he needs some more work. Uh, Zephaniah Maya from, uh, Nevada, uh, who I first met when he commented on a DMVR bus post game. Um, He is on campus and we've heard good things about the young linebackers. We know that that is at this point, a a position of weakness for this team compared to the rest of the roster. Um, I'm not too worried about it just because honestly, like if it's, if it's Quinn Perry, I'll be excited to see Quinn Perry. Um, if, if it's Robert Barnes, which I guess it more and more looks like it's going to be Robert Barnes, just what we've heard in the last like week, still so early though. Um, and again, like when you're asked about, uh, a guy, you generally say good things. It's a conversation we had yesterday. Um, so there's that too, you know, John Van Deese, that'd be, that'd be fun. I think, um. Marvin Ham, there's a bunch of guys, but I think Zephaniah Amaya, if, if he can provide something, um, if he can tackle, if he can cover, he, he might have a path, even though he's a freshman. Um, um, trust in Oliver doesn't count, um, but they've said some good things about him. Yeah. Oh, Cole Becker, the kicker. Um, I think, I think there's a chance that he could win the starting kicking job. Uh, Ash and Logan, the punter. Eh, sure. Um, just to wrap this up real quick, let's, uh, rank these guys in terms of their odds of, uh, being in, let's say impact players this season. Um, we're going to go Eric Olson. Number one, he's the number one recruit. It's a position where. I think that there is certainly a path to the field. Um, he comes in with good size, good tools, uh, g- good hype. If we're being honest, um, we'll throw him number one. From there, it really gets tough. Um, I'll go. I'll go chase Penry there. I think that he's the he's the. I think that we will see him out there on the field this season. I feel good about that. Just little bits and pieces. But I also think that there's a chance that what he did in high school and just the sharpness they played with. You know, a a lot of receivers in high school are just bigger and faster and stronger than their opponents. And that was true of Chase Penry for the most part as well. and, And he used those tools. At the same time, he also got himself open using his feet and that is something that could translate to the next level a little bit better. And because of that upside, I'm going to put chase Penry number two odds to be the an impact player for Colorado this year. And then, uh, from there I'm going Tyron Taylor, Tyus Martin. Mm, but then I realized Cole Becker, I'm going to put actually, no, we're going Eric Olson, chase Penry, Cole Becker, uh, Yeah, and then uh, Tyron Taylor, Tyus Martin, Drew Carter. There you go. All right. Um, I'm actually really excited now to see all these guys play on Friday. You know, first look at Drew Carter, first look at those guys. And then, of course, I will be right back here uh, reporting back to you guys. And also, I'll have a bunch of notes up on the website after the scrimmage, uh, which will be available to DMVR members. If you are not a DMVR member, now is a great time to sign up. Uh, You get all of the same things that every member gets. You get big beers for the size of small beers at the DMVR bar, access to the written content and more stuff that's behind the paywall. Um, You get to... uh, oh you get to join the members only discord um but right now if you become a member not only do you receive a free shirt of your choice from the dmbr locker you will also get a recover holistic stick from holistic wellness what's that you ask holistic wellness is all about the cbd the stick will send you packs 10 milligrams of CBD, and this one is focused on recovery. All you do is pop the top of the stick, pour it in any drink, stir, and consume. Again, this one's fo- focused on recovery. Uh, it's a pretty cool thing. They, they have others uh, like that help with sleep, with stress, beauty, digestion. Um, so if you guys are interested in that, you can actually use the code DNVR30 at holisticwellness.com. That's H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K wellness.com and get 30% off your order. Again, if you just want to become a DMVR member, you'll get a chance to uh, try the uh, Recovery Holistic Stick, get a free shirt and all that stuff. You'll also get a a coupon to holisticwellness.com. It's an awesome deal. Now is the time to become a member. Also, if you are looking for beer, I would recommend the Broncos Country Hoppy Pale Ale from Breckenridge Brewery. Um, You can pick that up or the seltzers or the strawberry sky or whatever you're trying to get uh, by going to the Breckenridge Brewery website using the beer locator and it'll just tell you exactly where you can find that stuff um, near you. On top of that, The farmhouse is open. It's socially distanced. It's beautifully set up for outside dining, and if you're more comfortable at home, you can still order curbside pickup from 12 to 8 p.m. They can get beer delivery from the Drizzly app or head to the nearest grocery store like King Supers or Costco. Um, If if you're able to, I would go get some awesome food and some beers from the farmhouse uh, down in Littleton. It really is an awesome setup, and if you're more interested in curbside pickup they do that too You just call 303-803-1380 between noon and eight for pickup and use the code dnvr to save five dollars oh one more and oh this is really fun uh, it's everyone's favorite tournament of the year. The golfers in Augusta, Georgia compete for the coveted jacket, and DraftKings, America's top rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action by giving you a shot to land in the green. This week, DraftKings is giving you 100 to 1 odds on the golfer of your choosing to finish in the top 10. If you haven't tried DraftKings, this is the time. Uh, turning $1 into $100 is really simple. Pick any golfer from this weekend's tournament, and if they finish in the top 10, you cash $100. Um, DraftKings is safe, it's secure, it's reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if the golfer of your choosing finishes in the top 10 of this weekend's tournament. That's code DMVR to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. Um, these cornerbacks. And the reason I want to talk about this is, first of all, because I I've looked at the numbers again and thought they were really cool, but also because Tyron Taylor. Uh, As I was looking through those names, I thought, huh, I do think that there's a a world in which, you know, Chris Miller moves back to safety, and they decide Tyron uh, needs to play corner, play, like, the star occasionally, instead of, you know, a a Nigel Bethel. Again, Nigel Bethel played really, really well last year uh, in in limited opportunities, and that's what's going to make it tough, is that there are some ADBs, but it's also... It's, it's one of the positions where Colorado has struggled with injuries in the last couple of years with Makai Blackman missing time with uh, Chris Miller's missed some time. Um, we don't need to dig into all of it, but that is another one of the trends there, which opens up some opportunities for other guys, especially in a full 12 game season. Um, into these numbers, though, and we're just going to go cornerbacks first, um, and we're talking Pac-12 uh, corners. So for the most part, Christian Gonzalez ranks pretty close to the middle. Um if you sort it by like the NFL passer rating that guys allowed last year, and again this is using uh Pro Football Focus's stats, uh Christian Gonzalez came in oh where did he go? Oh there he is uh 40th in the pac 12 out of 63 qualified corners it's not great it's not oh wait there we go that's uh sorted from from worst to best um oh we also want to do minimum of uh 20 coverage snaps there we go just so that there's something okay uh the real real number is he is 19th out of 51 that feels a lot better um that's a good that's a good showing for a true freshman Um, There are some pretty big names behind him. Uh, Keith Taylor, for example, is going to be drafted. Diamador Lenore is a a big name guy from uh, Oregon. Uh, Cam Bynum is behind him. The the star defender from Cal, Chase Lucas, who was the the key slot guy for Arizona State. Um, And that's just a couple of them. That was a good season for Christian Gonzalez. Um, on top of, like, he he gave up uh, an 85.3 passer rating. He also only allowed one touchdown. And I believe, let's see. Let's get this right. There we go. Um, he was, of the 35 players, and I think it actually might be more than that if you change the settings, who allowed at least, w- or, or, or allowed one touchdown touchdown catch, or fewer, he had the most coverage snaps. So, it it took the most time to get that touchdown on him. Uh, So, that's another thing you like, too. Um, Real quick, before we move on to these other guys, though, um, the completion percentage allowed was only 55.6. 20 catches on 36 targets. That's good stuff. 15th of 51. Um, In front of him, though, are two colorado cornerbacks makai blackman gave up 14 catches on 32 targets 43.8 percent and nigel bethel gave up one reception on three targets that's eh, small sample size but his 2.8 nfl pass rating allowed led the pack 12 again small sample size but good things did happen he he had that key interception i'm trying to remember which game that was i can picture it he's in the end zone um Point is, he made some plays. He wasn't on the field all that much. Um, let's see. Pro Football Focus says he was there uh, on on the field for 36 plays in coverage. So there's more plays where he was either blitzing or running, but not all that many more. Um, so, yeah. If you sort by the NFL passer rating again, though, Mackay is 11th out of 51. And Nigel Bethel, of course, with that 2.8, first out of 51. Um, it's definitely small sample size, especially last year with the six games and all that. But these defensive backs for Colorado have numbers that back up the, the what we saw on the field, which was that they won a bunch of games because of their defense. Um, it wasn't necessarily like the cornerbacks who won them all those games. But they certainly helped. Um, I wanted to go through these numbers before camp, but then I totally forgot when we were talking about the defensive backs, I skipped over them. And I'm glad we got to go back through them now. Real quick, um, Isaiah Lewis gave up a 67.9 passer rating, 15 catches on 28 targets. Um, And Darian... There's KJ Trujillo, Mark Perry, Darian Rakestraw. They credited him with a 118.6 pass rating allowed. Um I think they get hurt by touchdowns. Um two touchdowns. Yeah. That's that's more than pretty pretty much anybody. Um so that doesn't help. So yeah. Um Mark Perry down a little bit lower. KJ Trujillo's who KJ Trujillo who is now gone um toward the middle of the pack. So good stuff. There's there's some good stuff in there. Um I really don't have too much else to say. I think that that's probably going to do it. Um and I will be back tomorrow after I hear from the coordinators as well as the uh Oh, Brady Russell, of course. Um I'll see you guys then.
0: I think they like my Colorado swag Cuz when I play, I don't really I don't really know just how to act. And when let go. You know I'm acting bad. Hollin' get a bus with my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag. My Colorado swag. I think they like. I think they like my Colorado swag. 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 Might not swear. I think they like my. Colorado swag, my Colorado swag yeah. is pushing 180 Speed and pad competence and see you later, baby, baby. Colorado yeah. army with soldiers like the Navy yeah. And boat where we stationed, patiently awaiting oh. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave yeah. I'm Colorado swagging as the crowd do the wave Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid Cause you know we finna hit ya, hit ya. Hit ya. Hit ya. Hey. Hey. You on your own now, why you watching the official? You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. And we playin' with till you. you can get it any time. It started at the scrimmage, we gon' win it at the last. A Colorado swag in the middle of the ring. Throwing blows, knocking down team at I team. Think they like my Colorado swag. Cause when I'm in that play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holla, get with my Colorado swag, my Colorado sway, my Colorado swag. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado sway, my Colorado swag.